Welcome to Psychopath in Your Life. This is episode number 62. I'm your host, Diane Emerson. I'm the author of the book, Psychopaths in Our Lives, My Interviews, which is available on Amazon and also available on paperback there at Amazon. So anyway, so what I'd like to do is... Last week, I was reading an email from a person who, a really nice young man, who had met a woman who had declared that she had a dark side, and then she left him for somebody that had to do with the religious and the church and the whole thing there. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to read um, a follow-up email to that and my answer to that today, and we really need to think of a new word for our particular needs. Um I kind of like Stockholm Syndrome because it does describe how the um, prey, the victim becomes the um, apologist for the evil of others. Um, But Stockholm Syndrome doesn't quite do it because, first of all, they were locked up in a bank vault for four days. And most people that we're talking about here have been in a relationship or on and off for quite a long time. So while I like the concept of what Stockholm Syndrome says, the reason I'm reading this particular email series is because it really speaks to what I hear over and over and over again from victims. And what it is, is just this absolute, not unwillingness, because if they were unwilling, they wouldn't be trying to sort this out to make a decision. So um, this ability to see past evil and this ability to overlook dark things. And I have always believed that ability comes from A, being a kind and caring person, which is who they're seeking out, and B, it becomes, um, it's almost overwhelming to, to, as most of us to think of evil being around us. So it's not a descriptive um, thing that we come to very easily. And even when we come to that descriptive and are able to articulate, well, yeah, this looks like evil and one of this person's a psychopath. And then even after we go and seek out forums or podcasts like this one and start putting the pieces together and really it's only about verifying what your own information is. Then there tends to be this part where um, the victim will then repel that information of what this person is and start to find ways to rationalize in their minds. And I believe it all happens because of that very first imprint, you know, that time that you spent with this person that you actually took, poured out your heart and your soul to them. Um, And so there's all of this falling back to that imprint um, and that ability to disconnect from the evil. I hope I'm making some sense here. So anyway, so let me continue on and I will start right now with what his response to my email had been. And here it goes. And thank you so much for your concern. I go in and out of wanting to get back together with her and wanting to forget about her. Your last email puts everything into perspective pretty well, and I'm reading it whenever I start missing her. I've listened to most of the podcasts and the majority of the themes I can connect to her. There are, however, some traits that don't match her description. And every time I don't see her fitting the bill, 
I start doubting again. The reason I think that I could still spend my life with her is that I understand who she is and how she functions. And I still think I can help her to be a normal human being, or at least help her to act like one. The thing is, I can keep on pretending that she is the person that she led me to believe she was, as long as she can return the favor. You see, as I see it, I can go my whole life pretending. Isn't that what life is? You convince yourself that whatever you do and who you spend time, it is worthwhile. It's simple. If you can continue believing something, then that becomes reality. A case in point is religion. There is a wealth of opinion on the internet about what it is and what the evidence for it is. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to an individual's conviction, to what that person believes. And by extension, from birth to not be able to believe in God, I was predisposed this way. No matter how much I would have wanted to, there is no fooling my predisposition, my biology. But if there was a logical reason for me to go against my biological belief, i.e. to lie to myself, and force myself into a belief I knew was impossible, but would lead to my happiness, I could live with it. Hence my continued longing for this girl. I know for a fact that if I met someone tomorrow who was a fraction of the person that she was, I would be happy and able to move on. I would put her aside and focus on this new person. That is a very hard reality to imagine, however, as it feels like I have been waiting for her my whole life. Every prerequisite I had, every criteria, all of the items on the checklist she was able to manipulatively fulfill. My vision of the perfect partner was fulfilled and in a way formulated by her. How does one move on from there? Thank you for your continued support. Just writing this email has put things into perspective more than anything. Okay, so I will go ahead and read you my answer before I go back to make my comments. Okay, here's what I said back to him. Hi, the podcasts are just my thoughts from both the victim and psychopath's perspectives, from the ones that I interviewed for my book. Doubting is natural because you've been thinking about her for so long now. It is real easy to check out what doesn't seem to fit. I am with you on the religious thing. I am, I am not just... I just don't believe in organized religion. I do, however, strongly believe in evil, and that is what psychopaths all are. People only connect that when they see a murderous criminal one and think they could be one. Quite the opposite. The more intelligent ones will probably never kill or end up in prison. I think in most cases, a person would find death an easier deal than a life with a psychopath. And that's, but that's just my guess. I would recommend you read some of the stories at my forum. If you find a person you want to read more about, just click on their name and you'll find their posts. If you think there is chaos in your life, if you were to have a child with this person, a couple of things might happen. One is they might inherit the gene and be just like her. And the other is you will be tied to her for the rest of your life if you have a child with her. 
It will also make it impossible to find a functional partner if you've tied your wagon to a psychopath and a child to boot. Do you know that beyond lying, they all cheat on their partners? What kind of life are you carving out for yourself? I can guarantee you it won't be pleasant. I have over 18 years of hearing dreadful stories from victims. I can say with confidence, I have never heard of a happy ending. They will make you believe you can help them. It's all a big trick. Think about it this way. They all have to appear to be attractive and someone to love. That is just the impression they want to give you. Do you really think they would catch many fish if they showed their true colors in the beginning? It is also very common that victims all pretty much return to the good times when there's problems. And that is what allows them to hang in there, hoping against hope that those good days will return. You know, the one thing that all victims share in common, they have weak personal boundaries. That is what psychopaths are looking for. They specifically seek out a type. You sound like a very nice young man. Perfect bait for them. How do you feel when the real her shows up? How about when she starts sleeping with all your friends? Doesn't sound to me like a happy place to be. Eventually, they will wear you down and the PTSD will get so extreme, you won't know how to disconnect. They also will isolate you so when the time comes, you will have nowhere to turn. Do you think a woman who is highly functioning and stable with good boundaries would find this an attractive feature in you? I know if I met someone who had a psychopath ex and a child to boot, even at my age, I would muster up the energy to run a thousand miles in the opposite direction. People who are functioning and adjusted don't seek out people who just don't have their act together. This girl led you to believe these things. Now is the time to face the reality it was all a lie. I don't mean to sound harsh, but you are pouring your caring into a deep, dark hole. They can only care for themselves. Many others have thought this, and I have yet to see one of these relationships work out. I guess of being lied to, cheated, robbed of your dignity, and isolated from friends and family is your thing, then maybe she is a girl for you. I don't get that is something that you have thought through. Learn to be happy within yourself, and the right person will show up. That I can guarantee. What are you what you're going through is very typical, I'm sad to say. Only you can decide to cut and not answer the phone the next time she calls. If you think this is painful now, think about a few years down the road. You will have lost your youth and success in life, all for an evil person who could never return your love. So, that was my answer to that. And I'd like to point out a couple of things here in looking back at this. Um, the really sad part is, is that if, if this is this person being Younger's first true love, there could be other imprinting going on here. So what future relationships may look like um, may become modeled after this first relationship with this psychopath. So try to always think about that when you start to go down the road because, you know, that's how you hear about these people that it's like, oh, yeah, I looked him up on Facebook. We were lovers 30 years ago, and this is how it worked out. And we even did a story about that here. Um 
there there tends to be this um, wanting to look back and not forward. So what I'm trying to say here is by looking back, we can see where the damage started, but most people will go way back to the very beginning when it was in the honeymoon stage. So that's a memory that they'll always pull up, no matter how bad the conflict is. And so here we've got a young guy who sounds like a terrific guy is looking to remodel his life for the love of a psychopath. And it's a really tough deal to be in because my concern for this situation when it happens for the first first big love or whatever happens to be a psychopath is that is this person going to ever be able to fairly gauge more functioning relationships with people who aren't going to play games and stuff because their image of this person is so great and that image comes from the imprint part so the psychopath in the very beginning when they're extracting information is imprinting on you what you perceive would be a good thing. Somebody who's really going to listen to you and model, they're modeling themselves after you, but then the victim then starts to, it gets to be very, very confusing. So my biggest concern is, is that this imprinting stuff, this first, first inner reaction stuff, which tends to then, um, be the basis for the relationship moving forward. Um, don't base your future relationships based on one that was really all a lie. Uh, it, it was too good to be true. That's not to mean that there isn't somebody out there that is good to be true to you, but this relationship is a mirage. There, There's really nothing there to put your teeth into as far as to call it a relationship. Um, It's almost like wanting to adopt, adopt something. Um, And that's really not how a relationship, and I didn't mean to sound harsh when I said people in the future won't want you because you've got an ex and a kid with a psychopath. What I was trying to say is that if you stay enmeshed, in other words, if this person remains in your life, you keep wanting to try to get them back, it will be harder moving down the road to attract the kind of person who you really deserve to have. Because, it's you know, when you're really a kind and caring people, I mean, really, that's they're in small reserve. So you have a lot to offer the world. So please take a look at this person with, uh, with light in your eyes and think, is this really... Is this really something that I need in my life? I mean, maybe even, and as he pointed out here, I'd like to encourage you, writing your story helps. I don't even care if you don't share it with anybody um, because it brings us, and, and don't edit yourself while you're writing. If you decide to try your hand at some journaling, just let it flow. You can go back and change the typing or the errors and what later, but let flow out of your mind what you're thinking about. And there's something very powerful about reading that back. And this young man sees that reading that back starts to put some kind of light on. I can't exactly describe exactly what it is, but I can tell you that it does work. So anyway, so I'd like to leave you with a quote. And you know me in quotes, I'll probably, it'll be my version of the quote. So it goes something like this. In order for evil to survive, good people do nothing. I really bungled that one. But anyway, so the show does need your support. And your support also tells me that, you know, there's some value to what this program is all about. So I do appreciate your support. All the links are below. And I look forward to reading your emails. And I'm 
always available to read them and answer them. And I will look forward to talking to you next week. So be safe out there and goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.